The Jet Sweep Show. With your co-hosts, it's Harris Todd and Josh Smokey L. Nelson. Presented by True North Fantasy Football. Welcome to the Jet Sweep Show here, week seven. Thanks for joining us from the Arizona-Seattle game. It looks like it is shaping up to be a hell of a matchup from uh, two of the best quarterbacks in the game. Josh Nelson, Smokey, how are you, my man, my co-host, my wingman? I don't know if we do that. We're not, I guess we're each other's wing people, right? That's how it works. Is that? Yes. Is that what we are? Wing people, we are we are We're co wing. co wingers on this journey. <laughs> We're co wingers, little Dino, little Dino Cicerelli. Oh yeah, I love Dino, man. What a unit. How are you, yeah, how are you doing, man? Big big week for the smoke, man. You uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. You had a you had a hell of a week. Puff puff pass continues to rock and roll, and you got got some pretty big exposure. You got a. You got uh, got chatting with a with a big big person in the in the industry, somebody that we're super uh, super super um, hyped about in uh, big North fans, <laughs> big fans of, and uh, yeah, you maybe tell the tell the audience a little bit about your interaction with Mister JJ Zacharyson. That was pretty cool, man. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to late round QB. Um, hopefully we can get something working up here for uh, a little interview action. But uh, so the other day I wake up and, you know, usually uh, get ready for the day, just scroll through Twitter, or whatever, as I'm rubbing the sleep out of my eyes. And I see uh, some jack off with uh, 30 followers calling out JJ Zacharies and saying, uh, oh, who knows you, man? That's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like this guy is on the Mount Rushmore of fantasy football. Like he literally wrote the book on late round quarterback. He he did brought that whole strategy up eight years ago, I believe it was, and it was a game changer, absolute game changer. And uh, if you don't listen to this guy's podcast, like I, I hate to bump up other people's shit on ours, but it is one of the foundational basis of our show. It's quick hitting and yeah. it's just meat and potatoes, man. It gets you everything you need to know without the filler, and we love that approach. And that's what we really used as one of the foundations for the Jet Sweep show. Yeah, uh, so. Yeah, so sorry to cut you off there. I, I call this jack off out, and I'm just like, you know what? Who the fuck are you, man? This guy is amazing, and he he's one of the best. Basically, everything I just said in a smaller tweet form. And uh, JJ replies just saying, I appreciate you, Josh. And I'm just like, you know what? Let's keep rolling on those hockey analogies from earlier. Uh, you know, and you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So I took my shot. I'm like, you know what? JJ, we would love to have you on the Smoke Show sometime for uh, an interview since we are reformatting the show. It's going to be relaunching soon. So I'm hoping to do that with him as the feature interview. And uh, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that's super, super cool. Shout out yeah. to, to our our guy, Minshew Brofist, that put on a pretty yeah! That thread to, was amazing! Uh, to get JJ's, uh, JJ's attention. So, um, Mark, I fucking love you, buddy. Yeah, Mark, thanks for that. He went super, super deep on that thread. You got to check it out. Maybe we'll, put it, maybe we'll put it in the in the show link. But Absolutely. somebody else, somebody else, another thing that went is going really deep and not necessarily for the best. <laughs> Dallas, that's your Dallas Cowboys, man. The wheels have officially oh. came off um, in the big D. What is going on? 
going on? Hannah? Man, I I expected to talk about my Cowboys a fair bit this season. Uh, you know, the expectations coming in, unreal three wide receivers, uh, Every everything should be going our way. Defense maybe wasn't the best coming in, but that was before all the injuries and everything. And, but now... <laughs> Man, this is not the reason I wanted to be talking about Dallas so much. We are in deep, like this segment title says here. But uh, why did no one confront Bostic after that hit? Like, the only thing that I can think is that uh, replays, because of injury or whatever, were not shown immediately right away. And players, maybe, you know, because of game speed, game action, didn't quite see the angle or anything and did it. But you look at that replay and they're just standing around just... Like not even going over to Dalton, they're just they're, they're just they don't give a shit. Yeah, that's alarming. I, it's you know great shirt by the way. Um, the A team oh. there for Trinidad oh did you see that football? It's pretty pretty beautiful. Very nice, oh. very nice. Dan made graphics designed by uh, the very talented Dan made graphics. It looks beautiful. But <sighs> my con- my concern there, and I and I look at it, and you know I haven't watched the watched the whole game, but this seems to me, and you look at Zeke's efforts, this looks like a team mm-hmm. that's quit. Absolutely, they're, they're done. Um, they're just not trying. They don't want to play for the coaching staff. No, you you know this team better than uh, better than I do. But for me, watching it, it just seems that this team has given up. I, well, you saw me last. No, Am you I? saw in the media last week that the players were sitting there. I mean, not going on record, but, you know, those off-the-record comments. They were going out there and going, ah, this coaching staff doesn't know how to do in-game adjustments. They're terrible. And, okay, so you're going to you're gonna wait to see what happens this week. And you saw it. You saw it happen. They do not want to play for this coaching staff. And I don't blame them. This yeah. coaching staff has been terrible. Mike Nolan is one of the worst defensive coordinators in the league. He should not have a job right now. But, uh, you know what? A lot of people are saying... And the rumor is, you know, go get Fitzpatrick. And I'm going to let you get to that, Will. But my suggestion, stay the course. Because right now, Dallas is sitting at 2-5 and five coming out of this week, which has them on track for nearly a top 10 pick in the draft next year. If Dak comes back and is the Dak that we all know and love that he is, and I think he can. Because we've seen, I mean, we've seen Emmanuel Sanders come back from an AC, or not an AC, an Achilles tear. Once thought of as an one you don't come back from that's a a career ender but he didn't he came back fantastic for San Fran uh but if Dak comes back you have that top 10 pick if you can translate that into beefing the old line back up which has been seeing some big holes coming into it this year you can beef that up man get Dak back with all these receivers and you know what let them play through this let this team gel through adversity because this is what they need and you know what let them go through the pits together but what this team needs is a leader right now. They need a leader in the worst way. And Dak is that dude, but we need someone on the active roster to step up and, you know, really take charge of this team. Okay. So a couple points on that. I like Jerry Jones doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to throw in the towel though. No, no. He, he likes to make a splash. He does. And, and could, I know it sounds crazy. Could Fitzy be a rallying point for this team? Oh my God, Fitz Magic! I, <laughs> as a Dallas fan, it'd be nice to get that top ten pick. But as a Dallas fan, I don't want to have top ten pick. You never want to have a top ten pick. That means you suck shit the last year, and I don't like that. I like winning. 
that's what we they play this game for. That's what we watch for. We want to see wins as a fan. And Fitz Magic would do that with this cast. My God. Yeah, I think so. Getting that deep ball um, to the the plethora of different options uh, that yeah. they have out there, maybe unlock Michael Gallup a little bit more, mm. or at all, really. And we saw what we saw what Fitz Magic was able to do in his multiple stops in Florida. Uh, he seemed to be working. <laughs> he's like working his way up Florida and now potentially <laughs> over to uh, to Dallas, but. We've got a we got a new QB in Miami. We got a new QB. Yes, in we do. I didn't think that we were going to see it this this uh, this quickly, especially with um, Miami winning. So, we, you know, you can see in the background here. It's it's uh, to yeah, a, it's to a time that. and super excited about it. You know, um, we saw what he did at the did at the college level. Um, we hope that he's recovered from that hip injury. You know, the, the hip injuries are super super serious. Uh, we're seeing Jarvis Landry kind of just getting back into rhythm, back into motion here. And maybe it was just a matter of maybe the plan all along was when Tua was healthy that the reins were going to be handed over to him. Maybe if he was healthy at the start of the season, um, we wouldn't have seen Fitzy get the starts because, hey, Fitz has been a serviceable quarterback in there. The team He has clear rapport with the team. What are your expectations now, Tua, coming into this offense in, in week eight? You know what? Before the season started, my and you could ask our uh, our boy in True North there, uh, Julian from the Point After podcast. Um, we had quite a few trades going uh, or trade talks going before we uh, did a quarterback swap of Fitzmagic for Nick Foles, or was it Trubisky? No, it was for Trubisky because we had snagged each other in this thirty-two team draft. So basically, everyone's only getting one quarterback. But Regardless, my prediction from this season was that after the first maybe four weeks or so, because Miami's schedule is a little hard to start the season, but yeah. you know what? Fitzmagic had, <laughs> he did well with them. I mean, you no look at problems. it. No, I mean, they're first in red zone attempts in the league and they're top 12 in pass completions and passing yards. Fitzmagic chucks it. We all know this. And all the while, the run game is top 10 in rush attempts. I mean, this offense has not been bad. Uh, but Tua was always the plan. The timing was just the only unexpected thing. Yeah. Um, but until Burrow's breakout LSU season last year, Tua was that dude coming in from this draft. He was the anointed one. And before that hip injury, blah, 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 is what it is. But Tua was the plan. It is time for him, and he's in. I thought it was going to be a little sooner than this, but they waited it out a full calendar year, which is what they say you should do for that hip injury. And they did it. He's going to go in. I have super high hopes for this kid. I absolutely love him. Do you think that he's going to be a weak, like he'll make an impact? Like that's a, that's the thing. That's a problem that I'm having delineating here is how much of an impact is Tua going to have on this offense when we saw it working and functioning fine for fantasy purposes under Fitzmagic? Well, the only thing I'm thinking is Miami knows their team. They've been at all the practices. They've seen what two has done with these guys. He's probably been working with the ones for a bit. So they they've seen the connections in practice. They, they feel it's time for him. And I'll, I'll, I'll leave that brain trust. Yeah. And, and I trust that this team has a vision. They know what they're doing. They're doing it the right way. So, you know, I like that. I'm just, you know, it's, you hope that Fitzy lands somewhere and yes, make, absolutely. It, make a difference make a difference for a team and you know your nfc east is an absolute shit show and maybe he can make a difference for the for the playoffs it wouldn't take next, much it wouldn't take much <laughs> we, can, we can definitely tell you um spoiler alert is that no team from the nfc east is going to be in the 
next segment, <gasps> which is titled The Best Team in the NFL and Why <laughs> Is It The Smoky? I'm going to throw it over to you. Oh, on the spot. Uh, I'm going to say He's the best team in the NFL right now. Pending the outcome of this game that is currently uh, going to be resuming at some point tonight, uh, I'm going to say the Arizona Cardinals. Their defense has been coming on like hotcakes, man. Kyler Murray is, he's tops. He's absolutely killing it in both rushing and both throwing. I mean, not huge uh, yardage totals in throwing, but he's getting those touchdowns and he's got such a stellar cast around him who are connecting. And if that defense keeps ascending like it is, I mean, like that that play by Buda Baker tonight, man, that was just beautiful. He almost, almost got it in, if not for the largest human in the world known as DK Metcalf. Holy. Man, I was terrified. I was you ever play chicken with a freight train? Because, man, Buda Baker did, but he didn't get to see it. Ugh. Dude, that was the most, I will say this. That was the most incredible athletic feat I've seen since the 94 Olympics with Donovan Bailey in Atlanta. Ah, Canada, baby. Yeah, that's right. Hey, team. Four by 100 and then the, the 100 meter and then the dismantling of uh, Ben Johnson afterwards at the Sky Dome. Um, shout out to Donovan Bailey. But that was, the, that was incredible. Uh, DK Metcalf is an absolute gamer. <laughs> that was... Wait till they see, like, everybody was, you know, we were talking about Daniel Jones and how he, you know, was one of the fastest runners in the, you know, almost hit 21 miles per hour, almost hit the cheetah mark. Wait until they get that clocked. Wait until they get him, DK Metcalf, and actually making a football play. Unbelievable. Um, This kid is an absolute force, and you can tell, like, that kind of drive and determination, man, holy fuck. Like he's gonna be a problem. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to face that down, man? Dude, he made he made Buddha Baker look like a, a miniature Chihuahua out there, just yeah. in terms of like that size relationship, right? Like, dude, he's huge. Yeah, Metcalf is an absolute machine. So, what else about uh, what about what else about AZ has got you thinking that you know they're the number one team in, team in the league? Is there anything else that? You know, has really impressed you. Uh, you know, they've they've impressed me. I think that, like, for me, where I, I just don't see them as this holistic team because they just the, the run game to me just leaves question marks. Yeah, and that's the big thing. But you know what? If you have a, a high play count where you're just tearing teams apart with the passing game, if that starts clicking more, and they just you know lean into it, and every now and then you're gonna have Chase Evans there bumping it up because. Yeah, did I say Drake? No, because you know who's the RB1 there? It's Edmonds. He is that dude. And uh, they're going to use him better than I think they've used Drake because that's been, well, nothing. Uh, But you're absolutely right. That's the one big kind of question mark uh, detriment to their game is the run game. But I think that's, that's, that's something that they could overcome. Yeah, and and we saw it unlocked. We saw it, we saw it unlocked last year. I Mm -hmm. just, it's so puzzling what's going on in the in the run game, maybe because they have that alpha now uh, in in DeAndre Hopkins. I, I, I don't. It changes don't, the offense. Yeah, it it does change the offense, and, and we're seeing that. But a team that does have a clear RB one and a guy that I know that oh, Yuri hasn't yes. been on preseason is James Conner and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Call me a homer. Call me. Call you what you will. The Pittsburgh Steelers are the best team in the NFL right now. They are winning. Um, they're winning easily. Um, yeah. They haven't even had to unlock all of their weapons. 
you know, people are panicked about Juju. I get it. I understand it. But they haven't needed to lean in on one one guy. No, because... every every one of these guys has seen blow up games, but just not together because they haven't had to. That's how good they are. Exactly. They haven't been under pressure. This and and we know that their strength of schedule is the best in the NFL. A hundred percent. Next week is the test versus the Ravens. Man, that defense um, is going to be it scary. Just got even better. They it got even better. Like uh, it's going to be terrible. But this is the test, uh, boys and girls. Uh, nothing is said and done. Um, no championships are won in October. Um, there's wow. two two hard games against the Ravens um, that still need to happen, and these will be the real test. Tennessee, Tennessee is a good team. They Absolutely. Should, they showed a lot of fortitude today. They showed gumption to come back and keep fighting and keep clawing. Mm-hmm. The Titans are not going to go away. They're really good. They're a really nope. good football team. Ryan Tannehill is a good quarterback. Stop talking about outliers, anomalies. We have enough of a sample size yeah. now that we can Absolutely. talk about Tannehill being a legit. He is the outlier. Like he is the quarter. He could be the quarterback outlier out there. And we just need to suck it up and admit it that, hey, uh, Ryan Tannehill's good like Ryan Tannehill is a good football yeah. player so the Just Titans saying. aren't going to go away easily um the Steelers are winning the defense you know I, I feel that they've got to they got to get some more depth there their linebacking core with Bush going out um it hurts uh but this unit this defensive unit looks absolutely terrifying um oh, they're smashing you know TJ TJ Watt could be in conversation for defensive player of the year and nobody's talking I don't about hate it. it and he's he's absolutely destroying um other teams so pittsburgh steelers for me is the best team in the nfl um you know the record says a lot but this team is absolutely uh dominating games and finding different ways to win and you know for fantasy purposes on the wide receiver front you've got to be prepared that it's going to be a different wide receiver every week until we have a game until you see next week where um the Steelers have a, you know, a hard matchup uh, where that ball might be distributed all over the field. And And they'll have to. They'll And where they'll have to. And James Conner too, like James Conner still like, yeah, but they haven't even really had to make him pound the ball. Like he's, and they shouldn't, if they they, want to keep that guy healthy and everything, limit, not limit the snaps, but don't, don't just pound him out there. Use them how they have been. Yeah, absolutely. Keep him in that 60 to 70% snap. Um, yeah. Map share zone. Let Benny Snail do his like. Let him, <laughs> let him take some of those hard touches and you know watch him uh, lug himself around out there. But uh, be prepared. This W. This uh, wide receiver core. It's gonna be. Um, it's gonna be hit or miss. And you know I've uh, switching into our next segment. Got to say, Deontay Deontay Johnson. Mm. He absolutely lifted off this week. You know he had. This is absolutely crazy. He had 15 targets. Big Ben targets. Really? 15? 15, 15 targets uh, and nine nine receptions for 80 yards, two tutters, and uh, 29 mm-hmm. fantasy points. He is absolutely lifting off. We, you know, the Deompe hype uh, this offseason was absolutely huge. It was up there with the uh, Antonio Gibson and the Calvin Ridley hype. But I think the Deompe hype was even higher than everybody else. And it you know, fever pitch for like a week and a half, two weeks where it was all was anyone was talking insane. about. He creeped himself into like the sixth round of drafts and you're just yeah. you know, didn't, didn't make a lot of sense. Like you understand uh, 
what he was able to do in, in his rookie season, but let's temper the expectations. Let's, you know, cool down the Antonio Brown corollary. Like, you know, it's year two, but this, this guy is good. He's very yes. good, but let's, let's be prepared. Let's be prepared mm-hmm. that there's going to be Juju weeks. There's going to be Claypool weeks. There's going to be James Washington weeks. There's yeah. going to be Deontay weeks. And uh, for me, Oh man, in season long, I might look to flip one of these guys when it gets hot. Um, That's the right play. For somebody that has a little bit more of a stable floor, because, you know, that volatility can win you weeks, but it can also absolutely kill you. So uh, consistency is a winner. Consistency is a winner in the wide receiver spot. You want the guy that's going to, you want the guy that's going to get you 15 points every week. And he's got, and we've seen the boom weeks from Claypool, we've seen the boom weeks from Deontay now. Juju's going to have his boom week. It's going to happen. So mm-hmm. watch out for the volatility. But hey, man, uh, Deontay absolutely uh, lifted off this week. And for mm-hmm. my my crash landing, it's going to be another. It's going to be another wide receiver and one that's absolutely soup is very concerning because this is a guy that we were, you know, looking at in the in the f- late fourth, fifth into the sixth round of uh, of in in redraft, and that's DJ Chark. That's right. I'm super concerned. Um, you should I'm concerned, be. <laughs> I'm concerned about the Jaguars offense. I think that everybody is. We heard the murmurs. Um, what's going on down there in Duval? But Chark's uh, usage this week, he had seven targets and he had one reception. That is bad. And uh. like, you, you watch the body language on the sideline. This guy was like. OBJ level pouty on the sidelines. Um, yeah, game. I haven't seen that before from him. I've never seen that from from Chark before. It's super no, surprising. This offense revolves around Chark, and for me, mm-hmm. he absolutely fell on his face this week. I don't know. He's you know he's been banged up all season. I think that there's a there's a lot of shit going on behind the scenes in in Jacksonville. In Jacksonville? Imagine. You're <laughs> Imagine they've traded away what five first round picks in the last year and a half. Yeah, they clean house, they clean house. (laughs) Yeah, remember they had Tom Coughlin there? Like, what the oh, that was a fucking terrible decision, man. Like, really, the ghost of Skeletor. (laughs) Smoke, what do you got for for crash landing and 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 lifting off this week? Well, for crash landing, let's just stay where we were and just go to uh, Mustache himself. Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew for me is crash landing, man. It does. Because you know what? He started off the year great. A little inconsistent the last little bit here. But you know what? The fantasy points are still there, which is what we concern ourselves with. But what gets you fantasy points? Playing in the game. And there's rumors going around now that Mike Glennon is breathing down his neck and could be replacing him, which is, is what it is. That is stupid, and everyone knows that. But, I mean... They have a chance for Trevor Lawrence right now. They have what one win on the season, I think. But uh, if if, the week one that big win against uh, Indy, right? Yeah, that's that's I believe that's their only win on the season so far. But uh, you know what? If they have that chance for Lawrence, they might just take it. Throw Glennon in there. If they win, they win. If not, I I I don't think they're going to (laughs) win. If they're not winning with Minshew, they're not going to win with Glennon. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know what? If if the if the Jags can't respect uh, the stash. Go somewhere else. I mean, damn the right. Got, the guy's got moxie. He's got talent. There's something. There's something a, a mock down there in Jacksonville. Um, Big time. Shark 
honestly, until this game, has always been like the happiest go lucky, like pumped up dude. It, the body language there was really, really bad. Shoe man, it, if you're listening, you know, if you're listening to the Jet Sweep show and you're feeling down and you know drinking a couple Bud Lights, we got you, we man. Love you. We we love you up here, and you're a hell of a quarterback. And hey, man, for fantasy purposes, I don't, I don't give. You're it. still killing it. Still killing it. Still top yeah. ten quarterback. So the shoe will the shoe will see better days. Who's lifting off for you? Oh, who's lifting off for me? Uh, <laughs> through terrible circumstances, it's gonna be Jet, Jarek McKinnon, man. Uh, I was super surprised to see basically zero involvement until Jeff Wilson went down with injury in this game tonight, uh, which was just just weird. But you know what? San Fran has always kind of had that uh, enigma of a backfield. You never know quite when who was coming in and if they're riding a hot hand or they're just going to try something new because they do what works for them. And that's all that matters. And that's frustrating yeah. as hell for fantasy owners. But Wilson had a big game. But he goes down with a high ankle sprain, uh, likely high ankle sprain until I get confirmation on that now. That's what they're saying so far. Uh, but yeah, my lifting up is Jet. He started getting that usage after, and we've seen this guy. He's had the blow-up games this year. And you know what? He's sitting at RB23 on the season so far. And it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a low-end RB2. I will take that. In a season of decimation of the position, I will take that. So if yeah. he's still out there on waivers, uh, grab him if you can. But for me, he is lifting off right now just out of pure opportunity. Yeah, and man, talk about the balls on Shanahan uh, to be able to, you know, rest McKinnon against the New England Patriots. Like Right? <sighs> Unheard of. That is uh, that is wild, but yeah, yeah, I talked about the New England Patriots crash landing last week, but man, they did it again this week. But oh, um, Cam, Cam looked bad. Cam yeah, did guy, not look good. Like, man, the guy just got over a serious virus. Like that, he's yeah, back he, playing. Is you know he's not. He, he's not. He Minshew. shouldn't be playing yet. He's not Minshew, right? Minshew has the has the antibodies to be able to handle that stuff. It's in the mustache. It's in the stash, man. <laughs> totally in the stash. But you know, I I feel for Cam to be able to you know put put you back in there after something like that. Like that's it's a lot it's of. Tough, but he's he's a warrior. He is, man. He's gonna bounce back. Like are absolutely. You are you kidding me? Anybody that's good. Goodbye. Low opportunity. About it. I, dude, absolutely. Get out there. Yeah. Get get some Cam. This Always be trading. Shout out, goat. That's right. Always be trading Goat District. If you're not listening to to Goat, you got to get on it. He's always mm-hmm. trading. Awesome, uh, awesome uh. dude. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to a little look ahead. So every Tuesday uh, morning uh, on True North FFB midday, let's say midday, once we get our coffees going and uh, all mm-hmm. rocking and rolling, uh, my article drops. Uh, goodwill hunting weekly insights to lead your league and that's a look at your waiver wire pickups for the week every tuesday on true north ffb smoke who you like this week who are you picking up who's a little teaser for the folks so for myself it's going to be a guy that i've had stashed on a lot of taxi squads in dynasty because i mean the opportunity is going to be there at some point and because uh michael thomas has been down and emmanuel sanders was out this week mr marquez calloway stepped up and had himself a day um not huge numbers or anything but he did lead the team in receiving and that speaks volumes yeah and Trey uh, smith is dead he is dead to me Trey Smith. r.i.p is- man you had your time. You had your opportunity. You didn't take it, man. Done. Get out of here. Anybody wants them, just let me know, and you, you can get them for a bag of peanuts. 
Uh, for me, uh, it's going to be, this is crazy, absolutely head-scratching. Dallas Goddard, for whatever reason, is available um, in like over 50% of Yahoo leagues. I know that Yahoo, you know, there's a lot of, you know, office play and stuff that goes on there, but that still means that there's availability out there. Dallas Did Goddard you say 50? Is, over 50? Yeah. Yeah, man. He's he's only rostered in 45% of leagues. Criminal. Yeah, absolutely. He's going to be tight end one. He's going to be the number one target in, in Philly. Wentz is chucking the ball. He loves Goddard. Goddard in is the like, red zone, especially. Absolutely. Tight end one talent. You know, I'm <sighs> talking about even if you're not in tight end premium, go out and get him for whatever reason. He can be a lockstep uh, tight end one uh, for you for the rest of the season. So go get him. If you still, you know, um, if you're if you're hurting at tight end, there's two great ones in Cleveland to fill in for Austin po Hooper. Did I call him Austin Hooper? Oops. Uh, <laughs> In uh, Harrison Bryant and uh, David Njoku, they're just going to be a bit frustrating on who's going to get it. But Cleveland loves tossing to the uh, to the tight end, yeah. and we're, we're going to get into our uh, monkey night fight uh, one last dance segment where we look at our touchdown picks for Monday Night Football. We're very happy that you joined us during halftime, but we know that there's a second half of this game to be played, so we're going to get going to get you out here, going to get you some picks, uh, get you smiling, and back to this game. Smoke, over to you. This is an absolute um, – I had to actually do research for this game, and it uh, blew, blew my mind. It was like I was entering the Matrix. <laughs> hey, Felix, how are you? Hey, son. Um, it uh, absolutely blew my mind that there's going to be any touchdowns uh, scored in this game. Um, but who do you like to to put put up a dance for You know what? On Monday it's, Night not, Football? it's not going to be someone you're expecting. <laughs> but it's, it's going to be – Say Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney. That's right, Darnell Mooney. That's my little two-year-old Felix right there making his live stream debut. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Darnell Mooney is uh, is a is a sneaky pick. I, I think about the you look at the the Rams defense and how they've absolutely shut down both the passing and the run game. I think that there's going to be shadow coverage on Allen Robinson. It's going to be yes. tough for him. It's going to be tough for him to eat. And Darnell Mooney can be a really sneaky play. Anthony Miller is just, at this point, a really old, um, young, wide receiver. I don't think that we can trust him to get no. into the end zone or for Mooney, uh, any for me, purposes. Mooney is the number two receiver on that team. But, I mean, unless you're counting maybe another guy. Who are you, who are you yes, and this is going to be my pick. It absolutely blows, huh? blows my mind that I'm talking about Jimmy Graham. Did you know that right? Did you know that he used to play basketball in college? Did you know that? No. So j j <laughs> j j the logic of around Mooney is the same is the same for uh, Jimmy Graham. And you look at um, how the Rams have been scored about, and you look at the game situations they have been they have been taken to task by tight ends. It's not like it's not like Arizona Cardinal numbers from last year, but tight ends have scored on them. Um, it's probably because of the coverage. They haven't been able to cover those uh, tight ends in the in the red zone. I like Jimmy Graham. Like Jimmy Graham is fifth in targets in the NFL, and he's currently tight end nine. And I like what him to get year is this? I know it's it's, <laughs> it's twenty twenty, dude. Where Jimmy Graham Ew. is a top ten tight end. But hey, man, let's not mess with it. The guy used to play basketball, and now he's getting it done for the Chicago Bears. Good for good for him. I like him to get in the end zone. So, smoke. Do you want to you want to take? Like this game is, I know because Roast. I said it, it's gross, <laughs> but you know that it's going to go over 60 points. 
you just yeah you just it, it. it just will it's just you one just, of those things that's gonna happen man you just know it so do you want you want to take the you want to take the last td dance or uh, do you want me to i will it, it. Like, no I'll, I'll take it it's gross but uh we're gonna give right, a go. we're gonna give do this one as a shout out to a fellow true norther right here shameless uh product plug right here true north strong and free you can find this on viridianglobal.com i believe the website is i can attest i've not taken this stuff off other than to go to work or take a shower uh since they have arrived there's the comfiest clothing i've ever worn it's good that we appreciate the support and we're happy that you're showering that's huge yes i know man i smell fantastic but a shout out to a fellow true north member this one's going to be for you trav we bag on this guy a lot but uh, you know, Chicago's got some good corners. They've been shutting down uh, perimeter receivers this year. So we're going to go to the slot on the other side of the ball, and we're going to give it to Mr. Cooper Cup. This one's for you, Trav, where he's going to get in the end zone and get you a tutty and maybe do a little oh, little gritty. <laughs> I, yeah, this Trav, this wasn't scripted. I I totally wanted uh, I wanted Bobby Woods, Bobby Treason for, <laughs> for doing a little TD dance. Who's also a good pick. Uh, you gotta love the versatility of uh, Bobby Woods with the over seventy rushing yards this season, and you know that uh, they're it. gonna probably have to they're gonna have to get tricky against this Chicago uh, defense to to be able to score. So he is also a uh, good pick. But yeah, Cooper Cup, uh, he's a nice he's a nice one B to Bobby Woods is one A. That's right. In, uh, Don't in, forget it. In Los Angeles, Smokey, and get a get a YouTube Abby. Yeah, man. Get, get on a that YouTube. Shit. Get a YouTube <laughs> Abby, Travis Seal. You are a growing man. <laughs> Take some ownership and get an Abby. Thank you, Smoke. Let's give the people a little puff puff pass, please. All right, a little puff puff pass. So let's. Uh, you know what? Let's go on the one we whiffed on the most here, uh, and that was Stefan Diggs. I called him to be my weekly winner, and uh, I called for two touchdowns as well. He did not put up two touchdowns this week. They just eked out a small win against the Jets, which was kind of strange, but it was still a win. But he only went six for uh, 48 yards. I mean, that was a big whiff. Missed hard on that one. But... I made a pretty detailed prediction on one of my quarterback puffs this week, and that was Mr. Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati kid. And uh, what I called for in the article was 350 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, and 30 rushing yards for one touchdown. And what does he do today? Well, he puts up 406 passing yards for three touchdowns and 34 rushing yards for one touchdown. So I was maybe a couple yards shy of my prediction, but bam, man, I pretty good, nailed man. that one. Tiger King was on the prowl in Ohio. Oh, he was killing it. Absolutely killing it. They didn't get the win, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Cincinnati. For fantasy, so what, what does it matter? doesn't matter. Man. We don't care. Doesn't We're all about matter. the points, man. Absolutely. Yeah, you can check Smokey's article every Thursday on True North FFB, Puff Up Pass. Your start and sit. It, he has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, I need to start listening to him because my fantasy teams would be doing a hell of a lot better if I was. And that brings <laughs> us to the bomb drop. This was a segment where we like to talk just a little bit about, you know, uh, what's going on? What's on our mind? What's a what's a bomb that we want to drop on the world? And you know what? Mine is uh mine is pretty pretty minuscule, but it's actually really important and you might be able to might be able to notice it with the with the glow in my face right now. Is that for the first time in two months, I have an office light. Yeah! 
bomb drop. This is absolutely game-changing for me. I'm going to be a new person. I'm going to be a better fantasy analyst. I'm going to be a better dad. I'm going to be a better husband because I've got a light. That's my bomb drop. Smoke, you, what do you, what's on, what's on your, what's on your mind, man? What's, what's cracking in that, uh, in that mind of yours? Man, you look sexy as hell. Look at that lighting. You didn't need a lighting for that, though, buddy. <laughs> but seriously, his 40 time just went down by like a half uh, second there. So be on the lookout for Will, man. <laughs> but uh, my bomb drop this week, just a little conversation that me and Will were having earlier about uh, how we evolve as fantasy gamers. And myself, um, my kind of comment in the conversation was that this year, I have not been, you know, as much of a hawk on the waiver wire as I was last year. I mean, in, in my home league last year, I believe I made 79 waiver moves throughout the season. That's more than a couple. Um, it is a, a deeper roster with full IDP and everything, but still, that's a lot of moves. But that's kind of indicative of not drafting too well. <laughs> I mean, if I went back on who I drafted that season and who I ended up with on my final roster... There's maybe like two or three guys that were there from the draft. Not the best process. So this year we tightened it up and I haven't really had to dive into the waiver wire too much. Um, you know, the occasional injury forces it, but you know what? I'd rather, I'd rather seek Avenue through trade where I can improve my team in a better way um, than just, you know, getting the slim pickings that are on the waiver wire. Cause a lot of us play in leagues that are pretty extensive rosters and uh, so when it comes to the waiver wire, there's really not much left to be had. Uh, so it's, it's just kind of funny to see how you can evolve as a fantasy gamer and how your process can change. And hopefully it does, unless you're just, you know, winning every league that you're in. And if so, then yeah. well, fuck you. But <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a great, that's a great point, uh, Smokey. And it's, you know, it's that process over uh, results. Sometimes you got to be patient with mm -hmm. these squads that are, Hey man, I've got some teams that I'm looking at that I haven't really been, I haven't made a lot of moves in that are good teams that I'm one in five. And, you know, you can still turn your season around uh, with those players. You got to trust in the process that you put into these teams and not panic. You got to hold, you know, you got to, you got to, in the words of uh, Kenny Rogers, um, rest in peace, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away. And, you know, you got to keep. Um, evolving your process and keep getting better and that's why we that's why we do this that's why we do what we do so that we can get better and and sometimes you can't let the kind of frustration of a bat like a bad start get to you because it happens man like even today we were talking about mm -hmm. it. man i was i was like box score surfing and i'm just like what the these teams that should be lighting it up like i got justin herbert put up over 40 points and yet i'm still losing to a team that i should be beating and mm -hmm. You know, it, lock it comes through because you drafted that player to do a certain thing, and you know the potential of it, and you know the potential of your team. You gotta have faith. You gotta, you know, stick to your guns and continue. Stay to the learn. course. Continue to learn and, and evolve. Smoke man, another awesome show. Appreciate you, everything that you do, all the research that um, that you put into this, all the work that you do in terms of putting this podcast out there. You can get this on. Every, like everywhere, right? Everywhere. So you can get it. Apple, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere. Anywhere there's podcasts, you can find the Jet Sweep show. I think that we're on, I think that we're on AM radio in, in uh, Burnaby. 
um and in langley as well i'm just joking that's a joke there actually is a pacific island where we are currently being translated to stone tablet right now but i mean the, the translation process takes a little while and there's just the etching i mean if you make a mistake you gotta just throw that fucking tablet out and start over again so it's just <laughs> it's a process check us out <laughs> you can every sunday night we will be here giving you the goodness at halftime and if you miss us, uh, pick us up on Monday morning, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate you. Give us a follow, True North FFB, The Jet Sweep. We have our own Twitter handle. Um, our interns are working around the clock to give you valid, uh, great content. And thank you so much for tuning in. Um, predictions for the second half here, Smoke. Has it already started? Uh, it likely has, but you know what? I'm going to stick to what I was saying earlier. Arizona is that good team. They are potentially the best team in the NFL. I'd say one of the tops in the NFC. And they're going to pull this one out and they're going to take the Seahawks down because when it comes to the defense, that's what it's going to come down to. The Cardinals absolutely outclass the Seahawks. Love it. Can't argue with it. Want Lockett to continue to put up points. And maybe we see uh, we see what DK can do on the offensive side of the ball. That so until nice. next week uh check out check out our waiver wire article tuesday and then check out smokes article on thursday we appreciate you so much until next week thank you love you guys thank you for tuning in to the jet sweet show follow us on twitter at jet sweet show and follow our co-host will at it's harris time and smokey at tnff underscore smokey don't forget, you can find the Jet Sweep Show on Apple Music, Spotify, and everywhere else you can find podcasts.